Welcome to episode eight of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. Over the past year, we've been experiencing a giant leap forward in terms of technology. And as we look at how we can level up our game as investors, it's important to consider what new solutions are out there and what the best mindset is that we can adopt to these technological changes. Join us for this roundtable discussion with me, Terry Schauer, my co-host, Jean-Philippe Claude, and Charles-André Fulham, one of our inspirations in terms of technological solutions. So maybe just by way of preface, I thought this was a good topic for a show just because in the last year we've been experiencing this giant technological leap forward. And we all laugh how in business this really affects how we, you know, we're on Zoom meetings all the time. Even my son is like, oh, mommy, shush, I'm on a Zoom meeting, you know. Um, But in terms of how we function as real estate investors, I think there's been some changes in how we do business. So I wanted to just discuss that a little bit today. So why don't we just jump in uh, with everybody? Maybe we want to just go around the round table. We can start with you, Jean-Philippe. Why don't you tell us what you've observed in your own business in terms of if things have changed for you with your use of technology in the last year? I, on my side, actually, there's a, there's a few changes. I have to say I'm, I'm a bit less involved in, in all the management, uh, probably as, 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 not as much as many uh, real estate investors, but on our side, uh, things have changed specifically in the leases. Uh, something that we had like uh, difficulty of, of getting uh, the electric electronical leases. Thank you. And uh, yeah, that, that, that has changed definitely. What do you use? Just tell us, what do you use for your electronic leases? We've tried a few solutions. Uh, I particularly enjoyed uh, Block Solution, uh, which uh, has a flat fee of uh, $10 per leases. It's, it's quite easy to use. Uh, so this is what I use probably. There's, there's so many solutions out there, but uh, I like the simplicity. I know Charles-Henri uses a different uh, technique, uh, but yeah, this is, this is something that, that has changed on the management side. On the on the other side, on all the other uh, activities uh, that sh- uh, that the real estate that the real estate investor is, is involved in, uh, there's a lot of things that I've changed and that I've simplified. Uh, you're not going to the bank as much as uh, you were doing uh, before, so basically you're signing a lot of document electronically. Uh, so uh, even if, it, if it's signing electronically or printing the paper, signing and scanning it back. Uh, so this has changed a lot. I've seen uh, also the notary, which is quite uh, quite incredible of, of of signing a building in the comfort of home uh, with with the notary. I'm 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 not sure it's gonna stay that way, however, uh, because of the regulation for the notaries. But uh, so far we're enjoying this. So I've signed. Uh, I, th- I believe two or three transactions uh, last year from the comfort of my home wearing uh, sweatpants. And, uh, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to, you sweat- know what? At the end of the show, we're going to make everybody stand up. Hey, how's that? Oh, no, no, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. That's the sweatpants uh, technology. So that's, that's so far, that's, that's me. I'm pretty sure Charles-André has a lot of insights too. Yeah, Charles-André, over to you. Yeah, but me, it, it was the year that I uh, do the less system because in my in my past, I have put a lot of time on system. And this year I was, before COVID, like GP, I, I have uh, put my management uh, in the end of uh, some some people. So just before the COVID, I, I 
before I, I was running a system that I use uh, with the uh, uh, call center. When the call center uh, take the, the note and click on all my uh, my uh, for, uh, my Google form. form, they have automation trigger. But just before the COVID, I I use Podio now. It's an application that it's like a white page that you can. It's it's GP that uh, bring me on that platform. So uh, it's like a big white page, and you can do every kind of system you want. Uh, if if you want to do a CRM, you can build a CRM. If you want to build a ERP, you can build a uh, ERP. It's like your your thought can become reality if you know how to manage system, and uh, I have put a, a blitz to uh, to systemize Podio, and after I I push uh, on the end of my manager and let them uh, do the the rest. But if you use a if you like the system process, you can you can start with built-in uh, program like Magex. Uh, we talk uh, uh, just before the call of. Uh, uh, building stacks, uh, they have um, uh, site manager, a lot of, of built-in system that you can already use. But it was time people to wake up. People need always need a wake-up call. The technology was here like 10 years ago, and people was like, ah, oh, it's always been like that, so I will uh, I will continue like that. So that was a wake-up call. Um, and for for my part, I use. I use Podio, I use Zapier, it's a, a gold mine if you want to uh, to take this in note. Me, when I, I am looking to add another program for on my, I don't call it a system, it's an ecosystem. It's not one platform will do everything. Like you don't use only Dropbox. Dropbox, is, it's a, a branch of your system. So it's an ecosystem and Zapier is an easy way to, um, to, to build that ecosystem. So every time I'm looking for a new application, I go on Zapier, I look if that application is available on Zapier. Zapier serves to uh, connect to two systems in, inside it. Before it was an API and it, it, it was, uh, you, you need to hire a programmer to, uh, to do like, if you go on that platform and select this thing, so they code and say, okay, that platform need to react that way. So Zapier, it's a, a, an easy way, a, a key in hand way to, uh, to do that. So, uh, so I, I use Podio, I use Zapier, I use QuickBook for the, uh, the accountability because every time you do a transaction on your, on your account, on your bank, your uh, credit card, the, the the inscription is here. So you save the time of take the, the bill, look at the date, enter the date, enter the the, uh, the, the furniture. Uh, oh, the, uh, the supplier. Supplier, <laughs> the amount, uh, is it tax in, tax out? So once you program your QuickBook, you, you save like 80% of accountability. And with Zapier and QuickBook, you can do other automation happen. Uh, I use... Um, now, now we use to um, um, what for the buy. For the it's not me using yeah. it for the yeah block solution. So mm -hmm. I know we use that, but uh, it's not me doing that part. But yeah, so I use a lot of stuff, and and it's better. People, people, when I have done other video with uh, Patrice and Amin Skid uh, with PMML, and I, I always talk a bit about system, and I receive a lot of mes uh, message, uh, messenger from uh, people who want to have the big system, but you're better to have a small system that you use than the big system with all the, the promise of automation, but if you have one lack, one, one missing part, the loop will not mm -hmm. do the, the, the thing. So, uh, and 
yeah, I, I'm very a big fan of automation and they have a difference between being organized with system and you can you can have a, just a Dropbox very well organized or a calendar or a task manager well organized, share with everybody that you, you work and that will be the best system. But if you want to go further, you can really uh, add some, if, if you can see all the, all the step on the process, you can go with Zapier and say, okay, on that, on that click, do this, do this, do this. On that click, do this, do this, do this. So it starts by being organized well. And if you want to go further, uh, Podio, Zapier, Globiflow, uh, I, I was using Infusionsoft before, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's my kind of automation. So look, maybe I can speak to, because I do handle some of the property management, you guys have, have delegated that, but I can talk a little bit about uh, what has changed for my team in the past year, for those of you who are managing your own units. And so for us, one of the big transitions that happened was with how we advertise our units. And if we go back in time, let's not say a year, but maybe like a year and a half, we were using Kijiji a lot. And then slowly there was a move to Facebook Marketplace. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever tried to advertise stuff on Facebook Marketplace, but it's a complete disaster. And because a lot of the tenants were surfing on there, I had my assistant chatting with people on Facebook Marketplace, like, and it takes a lot of time. And it's not like the requests are always super serious. And so one of the things that we did is we really looked at how we could streamline our advertising process to minimize some of the chatting and maybe get more reliable leads and better visibility. And so first we looked at maybe uh, getting a Facebook chat bot, but then that didn't really integrate very nicely with Marketplace. So we ended up uh, looking at Zumper and Rentals.ca which actually syndicate to Facebook. So basically what that means is that when you put an ad up on Zumper or when you put an ad up on rentals.ca, it will automatically put that ad onto Facebook. And then the platforms work a little bit differently. Zumper just integrates its chat function. So you still end up chatting basically, but you're chatting through the Zumper platform instead. Whereas rentals.ca just sends you a lead with a phone number and an email address, which is, is really great. Um, and then there's even another platform, which is, I think, probably the level up from there, which is called RentSync. And RentSync is like really for people who do a lot of advertising and they will syndicate to all kinds of different platforms. So they have um, Kijiji, they have even rentals.ca. I don't think they use Zumper, but they use Facebook. So, and with that, you really have like, it's a quite a complex dashboard. We looked at it. I'm not sure it might be a little bit too big for us, but it has a very complex dashboard where you can really see how all of your ads are performing once again, one against the other. Are they sync with uh, Kijiji, uh, Terry? So uh, these platforms? RentSync has uh, a, the possibility to sync with it. Rentals.ca, no. Uh, Rentals.ca has their own site and Facebook, really, as far as, as far as I know. But RentSync, there's like, and I'm forgetting some. Like it syncs to Louis.ca. It has you have the ability to sync to like 10 or 12 different platforms. And then basically the way they structure it is it's a paper lead. So, and then some, I know some platforms you have to add, like a, there's an additional add-on, but um, I could drop that in the show notes after also, if people are interested in, in checking that out. Okay. Because I think I, I, the big problem with these ads is that they were broadcasting to a bunch of websites, but not KGG, which, which was obviously one of the main websites. So, but, but Z, uh, uh, Zumper actually, it's, 
Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's a bit upper hand in the apartment. Is that well, look, this is what I thought. Um, I thought like Rentals.ca and Zumper, I thought that they were really more like high-end units. But because they syndicate to Facebook Marketplace, they're actually really across the board. And like we've tested them because I don't have that many high-end uh, units under contract. So because most of my units are a bit lower end, like I was pretty concerned about the, them getting that market. But Zumper is actually, Zumper's actually been performing the best for us. And uh, it's it's a US platform, but like, and, I, and I'm not able to see what comes from the Zumper platform and what comes through Facebook, but like Facebook Marketplace is, is really kind of a goldmine if you can avoid all of the senseless chatting. That chat, that's it. And do you feel that it's more an uh, like English-based um, tenants that are using Zumper versus the French, or you see this? It's the it's all the same since it's going to marketplace. It's, it's you feel whoever's on it's Facebook, and that's pretty much okay. everyone. Yeah, and actually, I actually spoke to um. So there's an I had an account manager at Rentals.ca because I spoke to their multi-unit team, and he actually says that in Quebec, uh, Facebook right now is the best performing. So rentals.ca, it's, it's, it tends to, that platform on its own tends to work well in the rest of Canada, but in Quebec, it's really, you need something that syndicates to Facebook. Okay. And, uh, and for Zumper, where is the marketplace ad is put actually on your personal page on a professional page? How does it work? So this was actually the problem that we ran into. Um, it's, it ends up being like a, a personal. So hang on, if you post directly on Facebook, if you want to use marketplace, you have to be a person. If you have a business page, then you end up in the paid ecosystem and it's really not set up for rentals. It's set up for an online shop to sell products. It's not set up, set up for units. Um, if you go through Zumper, I don't actually know how it shows up. I don't know if it, if, if it's, it's, I don't think it's associated to your personal Facebook page because when I set up my Zumper, I specifically didn't connect it to any Facebook because I didn't want any kind of weird cross integrations where people could find me. Um, but you just sign in with your email address and then I don't, I don't know who shows up as the, as the poster of that. I was, uh, yeah, I was just curious about that because this is, this is something that is changing marketplace. Like, ran the market a few uh, a few months ago or a few years ago so yeah that's interesting and it, and it avoids also the painful steps of deleting the kgg ads running exactly. back with kgg ads every exactly. few hours exactly so, yeah. so that's great okay. um one of the other things that has really changed for us is so like we made a commitment to go paperless this year um, and so maybe I can get your guys's feedback on this we are using a Dropbox as our electronic filing system I wonder, are you guys using that platform as well, or do you have something else that works better? Charles-André? I, I prefer Dropbox, but any, any kind of cloud, it, it's always the one that you use and you're, you have ease to, uh, to, uh, to operate. So personally, it's Dropbox, but a lot of people love uh, Google Drive or uh, any kind of OneDrive with uh, Microsoft. Or, so, so yeah, but Dropbox is more for me in in the computer like um it's like an another folder on my computer instead of google drive that i go online and uh, so i prefer dropbox and ugp what's your preference uh well it depends i used to uh i used to uh, work with google drive because uh the 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 storage was quite bigger than dropbox at the at the start there were like 15 uh, gigabytes and then we move we moved to uh, actually, the Windows ecosystem, which is not that bad, uh, to be honest, it's it's very stable. 
very stable, very performant uh, with the SharePoint, with the OneDrive. And I have to say, I was not a big fan of Microsoft before and Google was, uh, was, uh, was almost God to me. And then I switched to OneDrive and I gotta say, they're doing a pretty good job. But at the end, like you're saying, Charles-Henri, it doesn't really matter because they basically have the same functionality uh, all over. And, and I wanna I put the emphasis on, on Zapier uh, which is definitely, like you said, a, a, a super, but uh, it closes the gaps, basically, if we, uh, if we say it differently. So it closes the gaps in between the application because you can have a very good storage system, very good, man, uh, very good uh, management system. You can have uh, uh, emails and stuff. And the problem is that it's not merging together. And I think Zapier, which is the credit is to Charles-André that... Uh, actually taught me this website, which is simply incredible, very simple, and just merge, uh, depending on that action, do this action in that program, so it's, it automates the full thing. One thing, like, one thing it's important, when you, when you know how to uh, use like Zapier and stuff like that, the, the little edge that you can have, it's you can work with anybody and adapt to them, because when, when you have your ecosystem or your system, and it's, it's um, it's like a firm, a firm, and you say, okay, you work with me, this is the system. But when you know how to, to automate and uh, fill the gap, you can ask, what is your preferred platform? So you say, I use a uh, Microsoft task. Perfect. So I can, I can do a Zapier, go in your Microsoft task and link with, if me, I, I prefer uh, uh, wonder, Wonderless no more exists, but uh, you, you can, you can, merge between the two platforms. So I can use my preferred platform, you use your preferred platform, and nobody is is uh, obligated to merge like on another system, learn, learn another system. So when you know how to use Zapier and, and the connect stuff, you can very have a lot of platform people that work and they stay on their, their comfort zone. So um, it's a, a little edge that you can have. You offer you offer how you work, I will adapt to you instead of you have to adapt to me. I think that segues nicely into um, kind of the next uh, topic that I wanted to talk about today because so one of the things are the specific apps and the specific hacks that, hacks that we use. Another thing is kind of the mindset. And I know that like sometimes we talk about, you know, in other contexts, we've talked about how mindset is so important in terms of being a successful investor. But I think there's also a mindset that we need to adopt when faced with these technological transitions. And if I can speak for myself, um, I noticed that like technology is not a natural thing for me. I'm, I'm a bit of a technophobe. And so I've had to really look at that and and kind of think of weighing up the change versus the efficiency. Um, and so rather than, you know, jumping on every trend that comes by or whatever, I, you know, try to pick certain systems and then stick with them for as long as like, as long as they are useful. But at the same time, you have to kind of now be open to the fact that like integrating new stuff and the learning curve that goes along with it might be necessary pains in terms of keeping up with the pace at which things are changing. 
And so I know, you know, specifically for myself, who, who it's not a natural thing for me to always be checking out what new technology is there, but sometimes with specific pain points, you kind of have no choice. So I wonder if uh, maybe you guys had a bit of a perspective on what's your mindset vis-a-vis the rapid evolution, which we're experiencing. Charles-André said something that kept, that I still remember. And Charles-André says, when I have a task that lands on my counter that takes me five minutes to do, uh, I'll take five hours of reflection and systemization for that task never to come back. So I think, obviously, it's exaggerated, but it, it just gives you an idea of if you're, if, if you're constantly like chasing back tasks uh, uh, and just like, doing the first uh, the last and first out uh, task that comes onto your desk and you never put the reflection of how we're going to systemize that and terry in your question i think that's the answer so where do you want to bring your 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 automation and probably there's already tools out there that does the job that does 80 20 also the i think it's important to keep that 80 20 and it's going to do 80% of the jobs and 20%, maybe you're going to work a little bit harder, but at least you can do 80-20 right now. So if you focus on what you're going to systemize, I think a good uh, a good start would be, okay, this is my week. What do I do during my week? Note every single task that you're doing. So it's going to take a little bit of time for the first week, but it's going to give you an idea of, okay, I'm, I'm doing way too much this, way too much that. There's probably a way that I can systemize that. And then you can work with different system in place. You can look at, uh, we said it a lot, a couple of times, but Zapier as well, if you want to connect things. And you're going to invest time, which is going to be a circle of virtue because you're going to have more time and you're going to have more time to systemize and so forth and so forth. But start with the 80-20. You don't have to jump into the latest technology. I believe, I strongly believe that everything that you need is still is out there uh, on the web. So this is uh, this was my flowers, uh, Charles-André. I think it doesn't matter who that advice came from. I think it's really great advice, um, you know, just to sort of take a step back and, and instead of doing all kinds of five-minute ta- repetitive tasks over and over again, just sit back and spend some time thinking about, is there a more efficient way to do this? So I think that's really a great tip. Um, Charles-André, do you want to tell us maybe a little bit about what your mindset is towards uh, technology? Yeah, but like like GP said, it, it was my mindset in my mid twenties. I, I I have put very more time. I think I have put more time to save time than I have saved time now. But the compound is building, and now I don't know how many hours I, I save by by week, but I I know it's a lot, and I, I I'm like less in my system now, but the system's still working. So, and and one thing like with the maturity of system. It's don't don't be before I have put the you you talk about the learning curve and you put a lot of time and you build your first system, second system, and you say, okay, I I put too much time on that. And sometimes you have to don't don't be attached to that this system. If if another platform or uh, another system suits you more, uh, drop drop. I, I do it twice. I built magical system. And I do, okay, it's not, not for me anymore. And it was magical. Everybody wants that system. And I'm like, fuck that. I flush and I, I, I build back another system. So now my platform is Podio. But before I was with the Infusionsoft and uh, 
I build another one with the, like I said before, the, the call center and the Google form and Zapier and the Dropbox and Wonderlist, but it was very interconnected. But now it's do the learning curve, build your first system, your second system, and don't be attached. If it's not suit your need anymore, flush, start over. So, but before, before, uh, the, the learning curve and grinding, grinding about no, or you, you surround yourself with, and not me, I don't want to be a subcontractor because every time I do a video, I got message, but <laughs> find, find people that can do the job for you or do the job, but you have, somebody have to do the work. And if you can just be the visionary of the system that, that know, okay, it's, it's very, it's an input and output. You, you, you input output and they have step between so if you can eliminate step or very reduce the step it, it you will be very efficiency but people do a to z manually so if you can do a 20 step process and three three step process you you save a uh, human time and um so just just to uh to be back on the, the mindset now i'm like don't be attached to a system use and when it's known, suit your need, flush, and start with the Yeah, the I think uh, because it's that's a really good, almost Buddhist point, which is that we take a risk by getting too attached to anything. And our technological tools are the same things. And I know we kind of had an off-mic discussion about this at one time, uh, Charles-André, when I proposed doing this show. But we kind of compared uh, your technological ecosystem to gardening. Like, it's a bit like your garden. And the weeds will constantly be, be pull, pulling up and seasons change and different things come. And it's not something that you set up once and for all and think you can forget about it. It's something that you need to be constantly tweaking and uh, weeding in order to get it to, to do what you want. No, exactly. It was a nice, nice. Uh, analogy. Can I jump on, on something, uh, Terry, for uh, Charles-André? So, yeah, I think I think we need to restate that it's an 80-20 principle. Like you said, Charles-André, 20 steps to three steps, and the last three steps are going to use a lot of energy and systemizing. So if you start systemizing things, go for the 80-20 principle. That's that's very important to stay there. I, I, I'm In my old life, I'm, a, I'm still an engineer, but I used to work as an engineer as well. And it's, it's, it's constant... Uh, work for the engineer to systematize work in manufacturing, in testing, regardless of anything we're doing, we're trying to systemize, systemize as much as possible. But at one point, the cost of systemizing things is too important versus the actual time it takes. So 80-20 principle. And I want to jump also, Charles-André, in one of your favorite books uh, that I think it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a revelation, this book. It's the one thing by Gary Keller. Uh, I know Charles-André loved that book. I think he listened to it like a couple of times. Charles-André, already how many times? Uh, I, I don't count it, but it's more than 150. 150 uh, times listening to that book. So he's, he's the, uh, yeah, he's the co-founder of the Keller Williams uh, agency. And he's, he's putting a lot of times is, is the one thing. You, you want to say the phrase, Charles-André? The actual phrase of the book? Such as by doing it, everything else will be easier or there unnecessary. There What is, what is, yeah, I go ahead. What's, what's the beginning of the phrase? Such as by doing it, not thinking about it, doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. And, and to jump on that, sometime eliminating 
it's a part of systemizing because people want to add up on life in, in every aspect. But once you eliminate, eliminate the, the, the stuff, the, 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 the variables, variables. Uh, yeah. So before, before start atomizing, if you atomize variables that don't be, don't need to be there, you can just take a step back and this is not, not the, helpful so remove 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 okay now i have the the rest that i i can work on it but uh, the one thing is exactly. very uh, viable when you receive when you actually receive a task and i'll let you uh talk after that terry we're just uh a is a friend of mine by the way if, if you didn't notice so we we challenge ourselves in many different ways so when you receive a task the first question you should ask is exactly what Charles-André said can it be eliminated Okay, so that's the first thing, not not systematize, just I'm not doing that task, or I'm not going to do this. So eliminate. The second thing you should think of is systemize it. And the third thing you should think about is delegating it. And the last step, you're doing it. So you receive a task. Should I can I eliminate it? No. Can I systemize it? No. Can I delegate it? No. Then at the end, you're the last person in the chain that you should be doing it. So if you could keep that in mind, and with the, the one thing uh, in mind, you're going to systemize your operation and you're going to think in a matter of, of reducing this. And I can't emphasize enough the in, in this types of systemization and this type of time management thinking, it's still the 80-20 principle. It's 80% uh, mindset, 80% reflecting, wanting to change and 20% technical or our knowledge so people focus on what's the system you're using what's the drive you're using and it's not that i mean i've, I've been a teacher in, in time management before and people were coming with actual uh, a paper agenda and they were much more efficient than people using all types of technology because they got the 80 percent mindset and uh and uh, i have a blank habitude um can't say yeah, habits, thank you, too easy. Habits and the habits and the mindset and the technology, it's only 20%. So people focus so much on technology, but if you do use any of these tools correctly, you're going to be in the 80-20 principle and you're going to save a lot of time in your lives. So Terry. No, I think that's uh, no, I think that's really uh, a, a great tip. And for somebody for who technology is not necessarily an easy fit, um, I think I've been kind of doing that intuitively because I don't. It's not something I do for fun. Like I think some people geek out on on either it's hardware or software or apps. They geek out on it for fun. I'm not somebody like that. But I do recognize that at some point, um, the advantages outweigh the disadvantages, and that 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 uh, sort of filtering process of the four levels of like, how am I going to become more efficient? Do I need to do this? Can I automate it? Can I delegate it? And then the last resort has to be doing it yourself. I think that's really a great way to kind of be mindful about how we interact with our to-do lists. Um, and so then if we can sort of just switch tacks, I think for our last question that I had on the agenda today, after that, maybe we can switch over to some audience questions, but um can you guys think of any any negative aspects of how this uh, technological explosion is changing our lives? Uh, it's it's a never-ending process. So if you want to be geek, you can be always on this, and you you will never have ending. So you, when I was younger, it was like 
like GP said, the 80-20 is the best way to approach it because the 20 is very hard and energy draining. Like you can you can save five minutes, but I will literally put five hours to five, uh, to save five minutes sometimes. So it's it's you have to um, like recognize what is uh, main important, uh, really impactful. But it's really a never-ending process, and you can be lost if you go really far on the, the system. Totally way. agree with uh, with you, Charles-André. You don't want to be lost. Keep that 80-20 principle. Or just ask yourself, what is what is the thing that by such doing it? Yeah, that's it. Every, uh, what we is the one thing? Quote. I will learn <laughs> it. What is yeah. the one thing? I love that book. Yeah, that's it. What is the one thing that you should do? And this is the correct answer that you will ask all the time. Because if you're wasting your time too much in systemization, you'll lose some. But uh, yeah, this and I think the human contact as well. Uh, if you try to systematize systemize too much, uh, regardless of... Yeah, Charles-André? My, my philosophy on that is if you... Once your system is good, you can be more on the human side because all the tasks that that are obligate or energy draining is out of the table. So you can do on your team and just be the, the, the person, the resource person for energy uh, leverage and stuff like that. So you can, you're not, you're not overwhelmed. So you have energy to, uh, to help your, your people, your surrounding. Your, so it's two side for the human that's, uh, I, that's true I agree. I, if I can weigh in on this as well I what I've noticed is more um, again kind of a human aspect which is um, I kind of shared this off camera before but for example with my Airbnbs I used to have a cleaning person who was doing the cleaning of some of my units and when the person was not able to log on to the Airbnb platform and use it if effectively and she couldn't talk to the guests, that was kind of the end of that cleaning lady. And so I ended up hiring someone else. And this process has replicated itself along with some of my other subcontractors and, you know, different people that I've worked with. And so for me, it's more just like a kind of a, a concern when I look forward and see that there is this giant technological explosion going on and that for people who are not updating themselves and not moving with the times, um, I'm quite concerned about what's going to happen with the um, for, for employment for those people as things automate. I think system is like uh, success. You you don't have the sh you, you don't have shortcut. You have to do the, the the job or surround yourself or stuff like that. So it's like a, a, a goal, a, a goal a, like an objective. Or everybody wants it now, like success. But it's a process if you want to be very good on system. And and I'm very not an expert. I'm I'm just a passionate of time saving that I've put the time. Too much time to save time now, but now I'm happy to have put this time before. So you have like a grinding or or a, a partner that have a lot of knowledge on this, but you, you have to do the job. It's like it's like success. I think that's really a great a point path. because what's come across to me in this discussion is that all of the things or a lot of the things that got shared are very similar to any aspect of success, right? We talked about how mindset plays into dealing with te technology effectively, about how your network plays into technology effectively, because if you're surrounded with people who are experimenting with technology, you can just leverage those connections to pick 
from the best to skim from the top. And that's exactly what I do. I have no, I'm, I'm not a geek. And so by surrounding myself with people who are geeks or, or who are perhaps more advanced than me, I'm able to see what they're doing and then kind of cookie cutter it. So I think if we, you know, can kind of bookend this and say that, you know, the attitude that you would adopt to any other aspect of your success, if you adapt that to your attitude towards technology, it's really a good way of framing the whole uh, question. Thank you for listening to episode eight of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast, our special panel on technology. If you'd like to learn more about any of the solutions we discussed in the show, please find the links to them in the show notes. If there's one takeaway to have from this show, it's that technology is not something that exists outside of the rest of our lives. It applies to the same rules as everything else we do. And so whatever mindset we have that's led us to be successful in our other endeavors can be applied to our use of technology as well.